Dreamers Welcome Podcast. Dreamers Welcome Podcast. We back in the building live from Atlanta. I go by CEO Peso. Blessed and highly favored. Tuned in right now, man. Um, got some more women appreciation thing I got going on. Shouts out to my brother Brent Preem setting it up. Uh, I would like for you to introduce yourself. So my name is Kaisha Wright Lemon, owner and CEO of Shelly's Right Choice Home Care mm-hmm. in McDonough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we in McDonough, by the way, but I'm just used to saying Atlanta. <laughs> the background look different. This is when I do my remote shooting. And, you know, I pull up anywhere I need to to get it done. So I thank you for getting on. Yeah, How you thank feeling? Thank you. I'm feeling good. Cool, 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 cool. Man, so this is a new one for me. I mean, obviously, I know your profession and everything, but I want to really tap into it. Your feeling behind it, the importance of it. So first, let's just get it squared off. What is it that you actually do? So I'm a registered nurse. Yeah. But under that umbrella, I have many titles. Mm, such yeah. as? So I am a owner mm. of a home care agency. Um, I also have a nonprofit, Faith, Family, and Community Services. Mm-hmm. And I also am a travel nurse, which I do. Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. Yeah. Okay. So start off for the people who don't know who you are. Let's get a little bit of your background. Where you're from, your upbringing, and, you know, just how it was coming up when you was younger. Okay, so, like I said, um, well, I don't know if I said this, but born and raised in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. That's where I come from, West Philadelphia. Uh, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. My bad. I actually thought Will said (laughs) born and raised shit, but whatever. Yeah, West Philly. Okay. Yes, yes. And I went to Overbrook High School, like Will Smith. Okay. Oh, word. Uh Uh-huh. How was that? Will what, Chamberlain. Do this, is the do they show the appreciation of like Will Smith? They do. Will went to the school. They do. They got like a whole uh like glass case and different donations that he he's given over the years. So they do. Was that was that inspiration to you? I mean, I'm no. sorry. Okay. I didn't care nothing about it. <laughs> to be honest, at that age, I didn't care nothing about Will Smith. Word. So. Uh, I'm just curious because that shit probably and I hate it if I said West Philly and people did the song I was about to yeah. I'm like I'm not about to pull that shit off I mean but it's yeah. a, that's crazy because that's embedded like you hear West Philadelphia yeah. yeah like if you watch yeah. that yeah so um how was it you know just growing up there uh it was nice so I grew up in a section called Winfield okay. and it's like a suburb of the West Philadelphia area nice and so that's where my foundation came from that's who raised me uh that neighborhood there my mom was born and raised there her mm-hmm. and her sisters so uh my aunts married they neighbors on the block so we, we really are embedded in that community um so it was good. I grew up with all my cousins living down the street from me. Word. My grandma and my uh, uh, grandmother-in-law, I guess you want to call her, down the street. It was my aunt's husband's mom. So we went from house to house all day. Word. Yeah. So very family-oriented. Yes. Yes. Like, City. We rode bikes all day. Jump yeah, rope. Yeah. That's what we did. So is that the origins like your family, too? Like it's mainly based in... Yeah. West Philly. Yep. Yep. Okay. Based cool. in West Philly, my grandma grew up down the bottom. They call it the Black Bottom. Why is that? In Fairmont Park. So it was like uh, a lot of Black people had transitioned there. So they called it the Black Bottom. Every year they have a Black Bottom picnic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a known thing. Uh huh. Like a tradition, yep. ritual. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. 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 So as you as a young lady out there, like you said, you was riding bikes and everything, and just the playful side. Uh, 
before you got into what you do now, was there anything else that you had that you wanted to do in life before this came to be your career? Um, I can say when I was younger, I used to want to be a lawyer. That's where that's where I kind of wanted to go. I was a huge fan of Matlock, so I used to watch that. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Show. Damn, all right. <laughs> I'm corny, but anyway. Nah, I mean, I everybody had their show. I used to watch Matlock, and so, um, but when I was 15, I started my first job working at a Jewish uh, assisted living facility, well, retirement community. Okay. And when I worked there, I worked there for five fifteen an hour. And I worked in the kitchen, so we would get the food and we would do uh, two dinner services. Okay. And the old Jewish people would leave us quarters for tips. We would collect the quarters. I was in, I think ninth grade. Is, it, or is that the grade. norm, or that sounds that disrespectful? A- like leaving quarter tips, <laughs> like that sounds a little. Like, it was, man, we it, it was enough job. It was a norm. They kept their quarters. They say, and if they would leave a dollar, they would cash their dollars. In. More quarters so they can have it for the next dinner. That's crazy though. Cause we was fourteen to fifteen working there. We walked all the way from Overbrook High School after school. It took us an hour and twenty minutes to get there. Yo, so yo walked. We walked. Yes. Yeah, that was we cool. Walked. We had crazy stamina as children. Yeah. That for <laughs> minimum wage. Yeah. And, but that was probably like a crazy check yeah. for at that. One twenty five a week. Yeah, that was crazy. Baby. I took it to work me clothes. Yeah, yeah, period. I, mean, I would expect, like, I got my first job, I think I was like 15, uh, Barrow's Pizza. And, okay. And I was working my ass off there, but like, it, it was crazy. I was working like stupid hours at my age. Yeah. But shit like that just build up, like, yeah. why we work hard now. Right. You know, we it, got it is. In, got into it early, though. Early. So, hard workers. So, was that something that your, your parents instilled in, in you to like get a job early on and just. No, my mom was really anti job. She was all about, okay, you need to focus on going to school. You don't need to worry about making money. Right. But um, my stepfather, James, what they call him, a Rastan, mm. he's known in the Westerly area. He. My whole life, I just seen him get, 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 get. You know, he yeah. always had nice cars. We lived in nice places. He took a shopping all the time. So he kind of lived that fast life mm-hmm. when we was growing up. So it, I always wanted it. So, that, so, so he that, still that you yes, seen yes, his lifestyle. Yes. Of, I mean, living how you want, getting what yes. you want. All yep. the, Putting the, in the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's dope. Yep. That's dope. Yep. Okay. Um. So, okay. In between, okay, like, because you here now, which I, don't, uh-huh. I know that's a big gap. I don't know when, <laughs> when you actually got here. Yeah. But, so when did, when did the RN actually kick in of, like, you wanting to get into that? Okay. Okay. So we had to step way back. So uh, about uh, 11th grade, I dropped out of high school. And um, just kind of see where I was going. I changed my religion. I became Muslim. And um, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life at 17. I got to ask, why, why the dropout? The dropout? Of, yeah. I was. I wanted to work. I, I, I felt like everything that they was teaching in school, I kind of pretty much knew. It was nothing they wasn't teaching me that was beneficial to what I was trying to do. So I was like, uh-uh, I don't need this. I so was you, working. So you dropped out confidently. like Yeah, yeah. Was there any talks to your people that you was no. doing it? Uh-uh. 
So how, how was that reaction? My mom, she put me out. I, I was living on my own by that time anyway. Really? Yeah. So uh, we had a big disagreement once I decided to become Muslim. And so I had left and moved to my dad's house. I stayed there for a little while. And Your real dad? My biological dad. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I was like, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm a grown up. I need to figure out what I'm going to do, you know, with my life. So I dropped out of high school. But as soon as I dropped out, I signed up to take my test for my GED. So I didn't so just drop out and just, just right, right. Yeah, By the next month, I was done. I got my diploma the same time everybody who I was in school with walked across the stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So, so you already just had a clear cut right plan, right? But I find that a little interesting at the same time because you said your mom was anti job. Yeah. With, I mean, dropping out is kind of drastic with. Right, 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 right. You, you get what I'm saying? Right, though? Right, like, right. You, you was a go-getter, but she yeah, still... Yeah, because she she saw the importance it was for me to get an education, you know. She didn't really see everything, my plan, you know, that I had. Right. So, you know, mom and daughters, them teenage years is you at each other's head. You ain't trying to hear what she's saying mm-hmm. and... She ain't trying to listen to you because she done been there and done that, you know. Yeah. So and me dealing dealing with the wrong people, dating the wrong people. So she was just. But where did you, where did you develop that that independent mind state? Like when did that develop so early? Like man, I, oh, I gotta tell you, my mom. Really? My mom had me at sixteen. Okay. And my mom at sixteen. I want to say I was maybe two. She moved out from my grandma's house and we moved to North Philly and we were staying at her girlfriend's house in the back room. And you remember this? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. And my, ever since then, my mom never turned back. She always, oh, we never been without. No matter how she had to get it, she got it. Yeah. Always. But it's because it's crazy at the same time, like, she was on some go get her shit, your yeah. motivation, but then yeah. she like fuck that. Even though it looked like you got it together, right, she's still right, like right. Nah, you need to go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to go to school. You need to do this. Yeah. 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 Because um I my mom didn't go to college. My dad didn't go to college. I don't even know if my dad finished high school. Right. Um I honestly don't even know if my mom finished high school, honestly. Uh so it wasn't like a big thing. Like I didn't grow up seeing like people graduating yeah, and yeah, yeah. finishing out and things like that. You know, I can agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I think my mom. Yeah, my mom did graduate, but you know, she was doing like all the trades, school stuff, and right, everything. right. And that's what I remember vividly. Like, like work. Like right, we, we grew right. up like all right, fifteen and a half. Like okay, get your. 14 and a half, get a job, yeah, 15 and a half. <laughs> now nah, you're going to learn how to drive. Yeah. 16, we got our license. So it was kind of like, yeah. shit, I, I, I don't want to say I grew up too fast, but I, I that shit got instilled early of like, fuck, like, yeah. you know, they pressing 18, like, you need to, like yeah. it wasn't no get yeah. out shit, but it's just yeah. like, nah, this is the world of working. Yep, yep. And yep. I hated that shit. But yeah. That's a whole story. And I was the oldest child, so I had a lot of responsibility. Oldest with my mom being, uh, just me and my sister. But my mom was a single parent, so she worked a lot at mm-hmm. night. She would do 11 to 7 shifts. Okay. So I was, you know. 11, third shift? Yeah. 
That always yeah. you, you grew up yeah head of household yeah. or she yeah. gone you holding dinner getting my sister ready for school yeah 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 me and my sister five years apart so oh yeah so you yeah yeah cooking babysitting mm-hmm. and handling yeah yeah so okay. I I wasn't studying going to school or not like that 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 was the farthest from my mind but when I got my GED I knew it was something that I needed to do. Uh, I was working at a pizza store. Right. I worked at a pizza store for a long time. And uh, my mom, I don't know if I said this, but she worked, like I said, she worked Thursday, but she was a CNA. Okay. And so she worked at nursing homes and then she did some home care. And um, I said, let me get into this. I found a program called Fair Acres. Everybody in my Philly people know. Uh, you go there and they give you your CNA training and your they take you, let you take the certificate test. Right. And you have to get them a year commitment to work. Well, I went and took the test and I left and I went in to an agency mm-hmm. and I started doing home care. And I think I was 19. Okay. Yeah. So some of that just came from seeing your mom do it. Right. And you was right. like, I could do this. Yeah. But she was already home caring at the crib right. at a low exactly. level. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you yep. was already. Already had the skills. Yeah. Conditioned to do it. Uh-huh. So with dropping out though, I mean I don't want to tap into too much, but it just sounded like you didn't have like no type of self doubt, like you was committed, like man, fuck this shit, I'm about to like y'all, y'all can <laughs> do this history book shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I pretty much that yeah that was the case. I, I just wasn't. I don't want to say that I was confident that I knew I wasn't going to be in the struggle. I was good with being in the struggle. I come from the struggle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Struggle was nothing to me. So I'm just going to do what I got to do to get where I need to go. So, and I knew that was going to take work. And I ain't had time to waste it going to third and fourth period. You know, I yeah, got to yeah. get it now. So Yeah, waste yeah. the hours at school. Yeah. Oh, and this this is not my advice to children. But I'm just saying <laughs> this is the route that I took. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you got to have a clear cut way now if you yeah. really want to do that now. But Right. But you it's, you know, you had a game plan which shit. When I was a junior, it was no way I was thinking of that shit. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't a lazy nigga, but I just was like, drop out. Like that shit was I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking now, like damn, if I, I could have dropped out. But yeah, so okay. So you get into being an RN. Um how how did you get to Atlanta? So uh in twenty ten of February, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. And um, she went through her chemo treatment, and then they did, um, she had her chemo, and she ended up, they did her scans, and they said everything was clear, mm-hmm. and they had her set up to go get new breasts and everything put in. We came down here on a trip um, for, I believe it was Thanksgiving. See, I have family who had already started migrating down here. My mom has three sisters. Okay. And uh, three of her sisters had already moved down here by this time. And so we came down for Thanksgiving because we're a real close, tight-knit family. Right. And uh, we came to celebrate. And my mom, she wasn't feeling well. She kept complaining of headaches. And uh, we got her back home, took her to the hospital, and they found out that the cancer had spread to her brain. And she had stopped talking. She couldn't form, you know, words and sentences and stuff like that. Um, so that was a year to the date. February, February 2011, she died from her cancer. And 
at this point, I was living in, I was renting my stepdad, he owned houses. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister had moved into one of the houses that he had. And every night is shooting. You wake up, I don't know if I can say that, but niggas on the corner drinking, you mm-hmm. know. It's a speakeasy. We call it a speakeasy across the street where they sell liquor outside the house. Yeah, yeah. So the speakeasy popping all night. They got the music playing all night. I'm going to the bathroom. They shoot and I'm falling off the toilet to not get shot. You know, I got my girlfriends. They coming over. We chilling. We smoking weed all day. Yeah. Hanging on the step, you know. And it was like, no, I ain't trying to do this. Like, yeah. I got to figure some other shit out. And so... um, I told my sister, I said, we out. We 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 gonna move to Atlanta. I had no plan. I had no money saved up. I ain't had nothing. Um, a couple of my mom friends and family members, they uh kind of got word that we were trying to move and they gave us some money. My stepdad had us helped us out a lot, got us a truck. And um I flew down a week before we was due to move and came to look at some apartments and I found me and my sister a two bedroom, two bath apartment in Lithonia. Yeah. So we got week later, me and her got in the car, drove down with all our stuff, and my niece that just left, mm. she was only three years old at the time. We got in the car and we drove down here. But you didn't have no job set up or nothing at all. No. I used to do taxes. Okay. I'm okay. a hustler. Look, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I so- did it all. I used to do taxes, and so I would take the taxes that I saved up that money from that tax year. I moved down here in 2011. So I was doing taxes 2010, 2011. I moved down here in August. I had a couple stacks saved up. I was trying to look for jobs, but at the time my CNA didn't transfer over to Georgia. You got to be licensed in the state where you're trying to work at. Exactly. And so I had to go through that process and wasn't no jobs fighting. And so came down here, November, December came, I started back doing taxes and, uh, by March of 2012, I had a job. Okay. Yeah. So, but but obviously, you still have to strive to get that certification in yeah. Georgia, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yep. was that difficult? Was it? It wasn't difficult. I sent over the documents. I had to get my license and stuff changed over. Um, sent a proof that I'm a resident here, mm-hmm. and it was good. So, um, yeah, it was just hard trying to get into. With my CNA, I did a lot of home care. I didn't work in facilities. And so um, I didn't have a car down here. You know, Georgia, you need a car. So I was busting it up. So I couldn't do home care down here. So I started applying to assisted living facilities. And I'm sure they were overlooking me because I never worked in that type of place before, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But look, I just prayed. And and I got a phone call March. And March is my mom's birthday month. So I got a phone call. I went down to Lenox Road, Sunrise. Started working there. Clutch, yep. clutch. Met my husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. out the Man, yeah, I mean, because it just sounds like you was just super relentless, you know, that, because that's how, you know, you remember, you remember I was, I had to crash at y'all place when yeah. I first came here, yeah. and it was yeah. like, yeah, I thank y'all for that, because I had a, it, was, it turned into, uh, by any means, like, didn't want to go back to Ohio. Right. But I just knew, like, I mean, to me, like, not to get all deep with it, but whether it's God, the universe, I get a feeling of, like, man, I, I got to stick through this shit. Right. You got to see it through. Yeah, because that yeah. Is, you can get yeah. so discouraged quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, you down here, you know, 
It's just when that hustler mind state kick in. Nothing. I'm talking about I'm getting my light spot to get cut off. They asking me where my rent at. You know what I'm saying? Just this all types of stuff. My license was suspended. I owe Philly thousands of dollars. So I couldn't get no license when I came down here. So, you know. I respect it. I love it. Yeah. So when did, um, so you, okay. So you grinded it out. You finally got the blessing of Uh of the job call. Um, so how, how long in between did it take from you to be at the assistant? Assistant living. Yeah, to... RA. Hold on, am I? I was CNA. Oh, okay, okay, better yeah. than that. So, yeah. you, okay. Damn, that's a to... nursing assistant. Yeah, yeah, so then you become an RN, because I know that's like, ain't it like a test you got to take? And like, For you know, RN? Yeah. Like, I had to go back to college. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay, my homegirl going through University. it. Georgia State University. So maybe she, okay. <laughs> My homegirl do that, but she, I think she was saying she was going to school. Damn, so you had to go. How, how long was college then? <laughs> Four years I did. Yeah. Game yeah. changer, though. Game changer. Game changer. And I, I really, if I could be honest with you, if I can look back to 2012 when I was working at Sunrise, I didn't really have a goal, I don't think, like where I was like, okay, I'm about to go be a nurse. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was fine in my position as long as it was paying my bills. And, you know, I didn't have any children or nothing like that. So I was OK with, you know, making ends cool. meet. Yeah. You know, I'm used to that, making ends meet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really trying to push for nothing further. Um, however, Georgia was a wake up call for me. And, and my husband noticed, too. Um, like I told him, growing up where I grew up at, we didn't deal with white people. Right. We didn't have white people in our neighborhood. The only people we seen that was white was either police or teachers. Or some Not shit. even a mailman. It was oh, black. You okay. know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So to go in that environment, here I am, somebody very vocal from up north, you know, mm-hmm. and they really gave me a hard time. Yeah. They gave me a hard time and was really trying to, um, it was insulting. It was lying on me. You know, a, a position had came up where you needed to be a CNA. It was a, a med tech where you can pass medications. And um, we had nobody. And Donnell, he wasn't my husband at the time. He was coming in extra to fill in the shifts. They literally had nobody. And I was like, oh, I'm applying for this position. You know, I meet the qualifications. Yeah. They said, no, I can't get it. They made up I was being late to work or I had tattoos everywhere. So they were just finding any reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at that point, I said, "Uh uh-uh. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. It's time to boss up. So... Um, I'm like, shit, I got to get this R.E. and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, but if honestly, what really, really got me going, um, my middle daughter, who's seven now, she'll be eight next weekend. Um, she was born early. Um, I went into labor with her and she had to stay in the NICU because um, she wasn't feeding. So she had to get a feeding tube. She had to stay under the light. I had a one-year-old at home already. Mm-hmm. They discharged me from the hospital, but they keeping her. I'm stressing out. And uh, they kept telling me, well, she could come home next week. Then something happened. Oh, she could come home next week. So we was coming up there every day. And the nurse finally said, look, mom, she said, you want to get her home? I said, yeah, I don't understand it. You know, I'm seeing babies leaving that got heart conditions. You know, y'all telling me it's just a matter of her 
not eating and um you know, it's stuff that can be main, maintained at home. Right, right. And so she said, look, bring her some stuff from home. We're going to get her in the clothes. I'm going to talk to them and see if we can get you to room in with her because she wasn't keeping her body temperature. And um, I said, I would really appreciate that. And so she told me, she, I said, where are you from? What's your name? She told me her name. She said, oh, I'm from Alabama. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm a travel nurse. I've never heard of that prior right. to me talking to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, you travel all the way from Alabama? She said, yeah, because I love what I do. And I said, oh, and so I came up the next day. I had all my bag to stay the night with my daughter and she put the clothes on her that I bought from home and she decorated her uh, her little crib thing that she was staying in. And I was like, that, it, it just made me feel so good. I said, I got that. I can do that to people. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I make people feel good. That's what I'm trying to do. And so got my daughter home by that August. My daughter was born in May. August, I signed up for school. Clutch. So yeah. just just from your curiosity and just talking to people and talking to her, she just told you that she put you on game that yeah. you never even heard of being a travel nurse. Never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. And I said, I got these babies. I can't be sitting here like like I got to boss up for my kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them. I don't want them to know the struggle like I know the struggle. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So that was my motivation through all of that process. You know, from realizing you wanted to leave Philly and coming down here and then just realizing the bottom where you was at. Besides your hustler mind state, what do you think is the biggest characteristic that you gained or that you or the biggest lesson you learned from all of that time of like going through that stuff? I'm gonna tell you one thing, uh that really after my mom passed. I learned that I had to be able to stand on my own two feet and I can't depend on nobody. The that's person, a, that's a crazy feeling. The, the person who I had, that was my person who I know good, wrong, right, or indifferent was gone. You know what I'm saying? And now here I am by myself and I got to do what I got to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Growing up, I always was shy, I was always quiet. And my mind used to be like, you need to speak up for yourself. You need, I'm telling you, you need to speak up for yourself. You need to speak up for yourself. Two things, my mom, speak up for yourself and make sure you and your sisters stick together. Them the two things that my mom always embedded in us. Yeah. And so when she was gone, I just subconsciously stepped into that role and everything that she told me, it was like, oh shit, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see what she was meaning. I see what she meant. You know what I'm saying? All these folks and all these people who was at the funeral and was there and said, oh, we're going to help y'all. It's three months down the line. Here it is, me and my sister just looking each other in our face trying to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. You know? So. And that, like, condolences too because. Thank you. Um, I lost my grandma and that was, it's just a crazy thing because you don't think, you don't think that that happened or you lose them so soon or whatever. Right. And especially when it's like your, I mean, my mom too, but you know, just you got that connection to somebody. Then you said like, you kind of feel like you on your own. Yeah. It's so easy to dip into like, fuck life. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's a thin line. That's just like, man, like, Ain't no fucking way to see it through when everything yep. is just looking scrambled. So I, I respect that a lot about you because that's, you know, it sounds cliche, but that's like started from the bottom shit. 
But nobody realizes the in between right. shit. Right. They you don't gotta, get it. Yeah, they don't like, get you it. You can really say fuck life, fuck everything. Yeah. You know, a, a feeling of depression. Yeah. That shit yeah. can run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so condolences to your mom on that. Thank you. Um, so okay, so with the getting into the traveling nurse. What was your first gig of traveling? And just tell me that experience when you actually got into like doing traveling. <sighs> okay, so uh, I graduated nursing school May 2018. Okay. I didn't know what type of nurse I wanted to be. I honestly thought I was going to do LN, labor and delivery, L&D. Uh, but I was like, I can't be in between girls' legs all day. So that's not <laughs> something I'm into. Right. So I started just applying and I got a couple job offers, right? I started going on interviews and they were so impressed with my grades. By the way, I need to step back a little bit. My third semester of nursing school, I found I was pregnant. And my daughter, my youngest daughter, Blessing, was due. I was due that going to labor the day before I went back to school. And you can't miss this is my final semester now. Right. I can't miss it. I can't drop out. I can't. Y'all I mean, I can stop it. Shit. But now nah, y'all be stressing like. Yeah, it's stressful. Studying and it is, having to I'm telling you. And in. I had at that point, my first three semesters in nursing school, I had a one year, one year old and a two year old. And then I got pregnant with my youngest baby in my third semester. Nobody knew I was pregnant. I didn't tell anybody. And. My fourth semester, they said, oh, well, she's going to be coming. I said, no, no, no. I start school August. This is the date, the 13th. Right. And I told the doctor, I said, uh-uh. We either got to do something early or something. <laughs> I, I told my husband, <laughs> I said, if you have to put me in a wheelchair two days after I had his baby and will me in there, I'm going to class. Yeah. I'm not going to, because it would have set me back a whole year. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I can't, I, time ain't waiting for nobody. I'm in, kid, I'm in school with young kids. They 19, 20. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to be 30, you know? So I ended up um, taking a position as an ER nurse in Southern Regional. And, uh, and shout out to Southern Regional. It's my foundation yeah. as a nurse and, um, in Riverdale, Georgia. And um, I fell in love with ER, you know? So I, that, that, so that, so what do you call it? L&D? Labor and delivery. So that was cool on that. Cool on that. <laughs> so cool you, on that. So then you got it. So the, the actual position you got was working in the ER. Yes. Okay. I'm an ER trauma nurse. And trauma. now I do ICU too. Intensive care. I do critical care. So. So, okay. But so. So basically, <laughs> either after after having a, a child, you still fought yeah. through that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah How yeah, many yeah. days after? I think I was. A week, right? And I had a C-section, so I didn't. I was cut open. I was going with my stitches still in it. <laughs> but would you like any pain at all still? Or was, oh yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, man, yeah. yo, yo, your yeah. mind state for that. Yeah, like I, I can barely shoot a video with a toothache, but you alone. <laughs> fucking <laughs> stitches up now for real like that shit is that that's like, that's just a whole different level of mentality to like yeah. to like you driven like nah this shit I mean at the same time it's like yeah, you you work so hard to get to it and then it would have set you I'm gonna tell you the way I always put it and this is what I tell people I didn't have an option to lose you know what I'm saying Clearly, yeah. it was no option so I had to do what I had to do 
It, yeah. it was no other option. That's amazing. Yeah. Shouts out to the partner that this was there. Yeah. <laughs> getting it through. Because I know it had to be some slight arguments or some. Oh, yeah. Oh, nigga yeah. This, nigga that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. yeah. But nah, it's all yeah. for the best, though. Yeah. Nah, that's clutch. Um, so what? So travel nursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Where, where the first did you travel to, though? The first place that I traveled to was a place called Fairview Park in Dublin, Georgia. So you just stay in Georgia traveling with it? No. Oh. You said the first place I traveled to. I said the furthest. Oh, the furthest. But not the first place oh. too. Okay. I'm sorry. The furthest I've traveled nurse, California. Mm. I just came home uh March the first from LA. Word. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I was at a Kaiser out there. Okay. And shout out to them too, because they was real nice. How yeah. long was you out there? I was out there from January, two months. So with that. Like, and I'm just comparing it off of like me hearing my homegirl because she, she was in Long Beach. I think mm-hmm. she in Houston now or something. So, but she don't got no kids or nothing. So, with you doing that and then you be having to be away from your children, what, how you handle that? Go home. I got, I mean, I clock out, go to my hotel and cry all night. Now I'm only playing. No, I'm about to say like, that <laughs> shit got deep. Like, no FaceTime. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's hard, but what what honestly makes it better is my husband is awesome. I have no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he a beast. I have no worries. Anything I can do, he can do. You know, so he hold it down. He take care. I mean, look, we a team, so he he makes sure do what it do. And I mean, even though I'm in out of state or whatever like i said we facetime we call we do homework you know all, all different types of stuff i send them gifts they like that yeah you know yeah. i said i'm always sending packages in the mail so your, your mother presence is still there yeah. regardless yeah whether it's facetime or you yeah. say sending gifts and everything like yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah get that good embracement when yeah. you walk back in the door yeah and i like it because uh so uh my last assignment ended march 1st and I've been out of work since, you know, so I could be home with them every day, you know. Oh, so so, so your break times is like. Oh, I could take a break for as long as I want. Word. Yeah. Man, that's clutch. That's clutch. Okay. Because I just be curious, like, cause, like I said, with traveling and, you know, getting homesick. Like, cause, you Oh, know, I definitely get homesick. Yeah. I, I It takes me like three days to like eat. You know, my stomach get upset. I get nauseous. I mean, just sadness set in. Mm-hmm. I'm in a uh, an environment I'm not familiar with. People I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like new coworkers, all the new time, coworkers, new, new, new doctors. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't know how they're gonna perceive me or who I am or how how I am. So you gotta readjust uh, every time. Every time. That can be every annoying. time. Yeah. And it's bad. New overhead. Yeah. Overseeing shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Already passing judgment on you because you're a traveler. Right. I mean, that stigma goes with us everywhere How we is go. That, what judgment comes from that? Like, well, because they look at it like you just in it for the money, you know, because you're traveling. Right, you know, the traveling experience. I always get, oh, you don't have kids? Oh, well, how you how you do with your kids? I'm like, what it matter? I got kids. They yeah. have a father. You know, they're with their dad. Like my shit you know, is mine over here. The <laughs> best place my girlfriend, the best thing my girlfriend said was, 
We don't question men when they go into the army and they leave their families, you know. Thanks. Or, you know, but when it's a woman, it's like we have this stigma where we're supposed to be in the house cooking dinner, doing the laundry, you know, yeah, all this. 2022. 2022, baby. That's why, because as a male, we never experienced that, like, at that caliber date. Y'all still going through shit that was right. over a hundred years of like, like nah, yeah. you're supposed to do this and that. Like, yep. Yep. And you far yep. from a, yeah. a house, like, <laughs> like sit in the crib and do what? Uh-uh. <laughs> like, no. I mean, I've done it, but uh, a blessing was when I was in nursing school, my husband was able to hold everything down. So he took the stress away from me from having to work and things like that. So right. I was able to go to school, take care of my kids, you know, full time without any issues. And I really, really thank him for that because it's people I know that's what hold them back. They don't have that support system, right? you know, for somebody to be there with them or with their kids or whatever like that. And, you know, when I finished nursing school and I told my husband, he told me, congratulations, baby. Did I say, no, we did it. You know, and I told him, my husband, I give him the world. Yeah, he ain't got to yeah. do nothing. I made it for us. Definitely. So, definitely. Man. And um, I, I don't, I don't want to go on to like how you think it would have been with no support system, but do you think that you would have still figured it out by any means if it, if you didn't have him helping you through it all? I figured it out. I know. Yeah. I just wanted to hear. It. I just wanted to hear. It. <laughs> I'd have figured it out. You know. Yeah. I would have. Okay, so um, let's tap into the home care agency. Okay. Got, which is Shelly's Right Choice Home Care. Yeah. 1731 Highway 42 McDonough. Say that. We are hiring and we accept new clients on a daily basis. Check us out. So what do y'all do here? That- so um, what we do is we provide uh, non-medical home care services. So I have my CNAs, my PCAs, my HSAs, whatever they go by. Right. Um, I hire them. I put them through training and I send them out to my clients' homes. So my clients will reach out to me and say, hey, um, daddy broke his leg. He can't get around in the house. We need help. He needs to go to the bathroom. He needs to get washed. So what I do is I go out, I meet the family. Um, I do a home assessment, make sure it's safe. And I line them up. I send my girls out or my guys, whichever one, and they got a job. Yeah. So I would like to know, being in that position, of essentially you just trying to hire people to really do the job how you would do it. It's so it was, I got a team now. Shout out to my team for us at Academy. But I just got a team recently, maybe like less than a year ago to where, okay, I can go and send some shooters out. I'm not in town or wherever uh-huh. the case is. And I'm like, okay, y'all go handle this. But it's so fucking difficult to really find people who would, you know, it's your brand and your name that you send right, out there. Right, with. right, right. So how do you, what's the process of just making sure you get the right people? Because on paper, it could look all, okay, this is the right person, but they might yeah, do some fuck right. shit. Yeah. So what's the process of how you make sure your brand is secure when you hire these people? If, if I could be honest with you as a business owner, there's no way. There is no way. The only way Sucks. you got to hire them, you got to let them go out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have faith that you as the owner or whatever your position is in the company, that your reputation that you already built stands firm. Exactly. So if you do send them out and they 
do whatever the case may be. They know that's not your norm. So, you know, it's going to be bad seeds, bad apples in the bunch, whatever, you know, you want to call them. It's no way, like you said, they come, everything on paper looks good, mm-hmm. you know, but then they go to a client house and the client saying, oh, it was on their phone all day. They didn't ask me if I was okay. I didn't get nothing to eat, you know. Yeah. You know, but I what I try to do is build a great relationship with my clients. They know they got my number. They can call me if it's an issue. They know I'll pull up any second. Yeah. You know, and I will go and I send them home in a heartbeat. That managerial I will position. send them home and I will go and I will work it myself, yeah. you know. So, uh, but I try to, um, I don't know if you want to call me a softy. I try not to be so hard on my workers, you know. Nah, I'm, I, I'm a person of second chances. You know, because I, I at once in my life, I was a fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I did things. I didn't quit jobs or then I realized I needed to back, you know, especially with the young people. They just all about having fun, yeah. you know. So my biggest thing is I try to st- stress to them is, look, communication, you know, talk to me. Let me know what it is. And I always in my interview, I say, if you rock with me, I rock with you. Clearly. And, and that's yep. all I need. There was some of my best, my best jobs that I had when I had them like this. When you gotta, you set the atmosphere to be it's cool. Yeah, it's cool until you make it fuck. Yeah, yeah. And my my few jobs that I had was really like that, which and it sets the tone. Yep, and it sets it, the tone. Yeah, it makes them comfortable. Yep. If, they, if they do feel like they fucked up, then they'll besides sweeping on the rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. with the and with the second chance. Mindset that you got, I feel like that probably came from when you got some of your chances. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't even forget that. You can't I, forget like, it. I just remember when people gave. I then I got expelled from college on time, which is so crazy to say out loud. But they gave me a second chance, and that shit just like you can't can't forget it. But at the same time, you can't fuck it up when it's given to you. So you wanted to touch real quick. Um, I'll just ask you about you know second chances, and then you got a a story, yeah, or experience. Yeah. So what 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 did that spark when I mentioned second chances? Okay, so in 2011, uh, this is after my mom died, right? I was doing a little home care. Uh, by the way, so my mom died. She didn't have any assets, or anything like that. Uh, no money, like nothing put to away, pass down. nothing to pass down. Right. She had two cars, two vans, two old vans. Uh, one I got. Stuck on Roosevelt Boulevard. It broke down. The engine went and then was left with another one. And so I was riding that one around. I said, I need some more money than what I'm getting. You know, I got my sister now. I got my niece. Mm-hmm. I got bills I have to pay. So, God that I knew, uh, I told him, I was like, look, I need something. I said, no. I said, seriously, it can't be that hard. I didn't seen it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't date a guy who dealt drugs, yeah. you know. Um, I've been around in my whole entire life, you know what I'm saying? I know how to break it down, bag it up, you know. So I told him, I said, so he said, all right, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I drove over there, me and my girlfriend, Internet, shout out to my bestie, Auntie. Um, drove over there, picked it up. I picked him up because uh, we had to get the bags from yeah. the store. And I wasn't comfortable going in there asking, you know, for the whatever, the 12 by 12, whatever they call them. Okay. So he went in there, got the bags for me. So he was like, man, I'm not about to let you touch this. Like, I bag it up for you. Okay. 
So went back to my house. Nice dealer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to get on. <laughs> yeah. So went back to my house or whatever. He bagged it up for me, Dom. Uh, I don't even want to talk about past relationships, but at this time I was in a relationship and he was in jail. And so he left me his cell phone. Cell phone popping. Rolling. They calling, 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 calling. So you got right back in. Right. Well, not back in, but. Right. Yeah. I already had the system, you know, set up. It was, yeah, it was right there. It, it was set up. And then I got my brother. I have a brother that comes from my stepdad, Jermaine. Um, he came and I took over custody of him. So now here I am at, how old was I? 24? 24. I got my sister who's 18, my niece who's three, and my brother who's in middle school. This is all who I'm taking care of. And uh, he was like, okay. He bagged me up some doms and uh, my ex called from jail. And I told him, I said, look, I got these. I said, yeah. He said, all right, bet then. Just answer the phone. You know, he like, he told me which ones. Like, look, you can play with him. You can play with him. Tell him, come to the house, you know, whatever, whatever. So that's what I started doing. I'm yeah. calling. I mean, they calling. I give him, you know, tell him to pull up Dover Street. That's where I was living in North Philly. Bust some traps. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, <sighs> okay. So anyway, I goes back down there to get some more. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got my stepbrother in the car. This is another stepbrother. This is from my dad's, uh, my biological dad, wife's son. He said, can you drop me off to the train station? Right. I went to go pick up the work. And the guy who I was dealing with, he said, Kaisha, he said, they call me Kai. Kai, go straight home. Don't make no stops. Don't get no McDonald's. Don't do that. Go straight home. I said, cool. I ride down 60th Street. I see my brother. He said, hey, can you give me a ride to the, to the train? I said, all right, hop in. But you're supposed to go straight home. I want to go straight home. Right. I, he hop in. I take him down to 56th Market. We at 60th Street. Only four blocks up the street. We ride up the street. Pop, pop behind me. I see him. He running my tags. Nervous as hell. He throwing the Cyrus. I pull over. That drop. Yes. So, my brother was like, it's cool. Just be good. You know, just whatever I said. He said, everything good on the car? I think my stickers was, I think I had fake stickers. I was riding around with fake stickers. And so, he was like, we good. You know, they give us a ticket or whatever like that. So I looked at him. I said, I got some shit on it. So he was like, what? Yeah. I say, I say, he said, are you serious? I said, yeah. So he was like, no. I said, I'm dead ass. I just took a cigarette. I'm lighting a cigarette. I'm nervous. I'm like, they going to see I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm shaking everything. So the cop didn't get out the car yet. So he was like, where is it at? I said, it's in my underwear. He said, give it to me. I said, no. Because he just came. He was on probation. So I said, I said, no. He said, bro, we not about to do this. Get this shit to me right now. I dug in my underwear. I handed it to him. He dug and put it in his underwear. The cop came up to the car. He said, put that cigarette out. Put the cigarette out. You got license and registration. I handed him the license and registration. So he like, you know, what you was doing the other day? I said, look, I'm just rolled down here to drop my brother off at the train station. He about to go home. He living up in Darby. So my brother was like, yeah, I'll just try and go home. You know, she dropped his train station. 
ain't trying to miss my train. I got to get to this, this, and the third. So the cop said, all right, you can go, but we taking this car, right? I said, you can have the car, Period. right? Yeah, like, <laughs> so That's the least amount. Yeah, right? so he, he had me get out. He said, the car is going to be at the impound lot. I can pick it up, this, this, and the third. I want to none of that, okay? I said, take whatever the car. Look, me yeah. and him, we did. Yeah, we walked. So I honestly believe that moment right there, that was God telling me, Kaisha, you out here tripping. Drop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that. You know? So I felt like that was my second chance. That was my awakening. To be like, look who you surrounded yourself with. Look what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You got more potential in you than this. You had to really get your life together because what a lot of people don't realize, and I used to be a heavy, heavy weed smoker. I would get get up in the morning, what I did, go to the poppy store, go get me a pack of cigarettes, go get me some weed, go get me a hoagie. Okay, that was my day. Mm. Sit on the steps, whoever called me, they pulling up, we sit out there, we chill, we smoke. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Falling into a deep depression. And I'm like, no, this 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 ain't it. Yeah, this, yeah. this ain't it. Like, you got way more potential than this, you know? And so I feel like that was my, God giving me my second chance. Like, I could have just booked you. You could have been up on state road. You could have been in pick. You understand what I'm saying? That's yeah. our that's our state jail or whatever. I'm like, no, I got to get my life together. Yeah. This ain't it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then your knowledge of like, not ignoring that because obviously you did it in a in a need for more right, money and everything. Right, right. And you know, patience and persistence. Like yeah. you know, sometimes you gotta take the stairs and not the elevator. Yep. Yeah. Like that's yep. really that's really what it is. So yeah, so for you to acknowledge that second chance, you know, like being able being able to avoid shit like that, like yeah, that's super fucking yeah, wake up call. Yeah. And so that's why I'm with my with when I get people who apply for jobs, I don't put strict. You, it would be nice to have people, oh, I got experience. I've been doing this 10, 15 years. I know this and I know that. And I'm like, I'm the one that's like, no, give me the one that don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Let me teach them. Let me train them. Let me build Hold them it. up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Let me show you your capabilities. Like, <laughs> I've been where you at. Like, sis, you can do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, look, I tell all them all, I can show you the game. You know what I'm saying? This ain't just about you going to go work no client. You know what I'm saying? If you really tap into me, I can give you a whole lot. And I, and it's not from a cocky standpoint. It's from a confidence standpoint. It's ex- your experience. Yes. Yeah, yes. Experience. Yes. So so that's that's what I really try to do. I really yeah. try to motivate them. I try to build them up. And, and I don't shortchange them either. You know what I'm saying? I meet people. They said, oh, I was getting $10 an hour. to No, sis, we ain't getting $10 an hour. What's that going to do? To get you right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You done yeah. told me you got kids, you got this, you got that. You know what I'm saying? I know the struggle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you, then, you got a helping hand now. Ain't nobody there to the, the, the help you or say, can can I do this or can I do that? No, they looking at you like, look, you grown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, and they, when you went, when I had people talking to me like that or like in, in bed like that, type of mentality into me for you to do that for them that's some shit that they'll never forget right like if they apply it to not. them but they apply it in the way that they're supposed to 
Right. Like really? Because, like, you know, you got dumbasses out here that think they know it all. Yeah. Even when they don't know shit. Yep. But when, when they click, it's like, okay, like, that, what you doing for them is going, you know, it's going to be a staple to them. Like, yep. I remember when she told me this years later. I heard yeah. that shit that stuck in me yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. I yeah. hope so, because I got people in my life that's like that. And I thank God for them. So, you know, and, uh, hey, I mean, it's only going up. It's I mean, only going up. Yeah, you, you, it's, it's only going up. And I and I tell you, the travel nursing, travel nursing, I've seen so much. Like, places I never thought I would go, places I never thought I would see, you know? People to meet. I'm walking across the street in damn El Paso. Everybody Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm the yeah, only yeah. black girl out there. So, it's like, I'm... Looking over to Mexico, you know, so I'm saying here like, okay, Aisha from West Philly, who was living in the trenches in 2011, here I am in 2020 in El Paso, and I'm making bands. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing a, seeing the world, yeah. meeting new people, and you know, what you love. and doing what I love. Ain't no better feeling. Yep. Ain't no better feeling in the world. It's Man. not. It's not. So what's the what's the future for the company you? <sighs> Goodness gracious. If I could tell you the whole future, we'd be here all night. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like I am a person who I think, 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 think. Matter of fact, look, I got a yellow tab right over there sitting with a whole list of stuff that I could do in the next week to be beneficial, yeah. you know. So, but my goal is with Shelly's Right Choice is to lock down the South Side. That's my goal. I'm locking down the South Side. I need these people to see that home care is the way to go. You know, I didn't did hospital. I didn't did assisted living. I didn't did nursing home. You know, these people don't realize that these people who run these big companies and these big agencies, you're just a number. They don't you know care. what I'm saying? Yo, they don't care. Man, my, my grandma, before she passed, she, she went into a diabetic coma. Oh. And, you know, she just wasn't herself. Right. And I remember they were trying to put her in, like, in a nursing home. And my mom was like, man, y'all going to let her die in, like, six months. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, So my mom ended up, like, we just turned the house into a whole. Right. We make change of shifts. Okay, who's going to be staying up? Throughout the night, right? Because she was just so adamant. Shout out to my mom for that too, because it was yeah, tough to do to that mom. for her mom, yeah, her mom. But you know, but like she—that's when I called. We never like damn nurses home, nursing homes. Even when she was in one, it was like y'all ain't change her, right? Like y'all, yep. you know what I mean? It just yep. was like the craziest shit. Always, yeah. always, always. So I, I just like my clients to know that if you join Shelly's Right Choice, whether it's for you, your loved one. That we're gonna take real good care of you. I call it we treat you the Shelly's way. And by the way, Shelly's right. Shelly Wright is my mom. Um, because I get a lot of people like, oh Shelly, no, no, no. But that's my mom. And uh we 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 making it happen. You yeah. know, we, we we just got a deal and endorsement with Kroger. So we about to be in Kroger. They they promoting us and supporting Close. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kroger, Kroger on Jonesboro Road in, in McDonough. Um so we just been having a lot of things going going on with that. And then I also started, like I said, a nonprofit agency. Um, and what I'm trying to do with that is um, some homes for veterans, senior living communities where 
I can get a house and put like eight or ten of them in there. Have somebody yeah. make sure they're getting fed, clothed to their doctor's appointments. We got to do right by us. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We don't get treated right at all, even when we in the hospital. You know, it's like we still at the bottom, you know, so we need us in these roles, you know, Absolutely. to be able to support our seniors that's aging and letting them know, hey, we got your back, you know, and it's a financial strain for them. And that's why I always tell them, you know, let me know what your budget is, what, what you can work with, with. Yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. I ain't going to leave you alone. You know, so so that's my everybody that's my the same level treatment. Yes, period. everybody get the same level tr- across the board. Yeah, 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 across the board. Okay, so okay, before we wrap up, this this is what I ask everybody. But um, you you said a lot of them during this, but what's a good quote or a piece of advice that you live off of? <sighs> a good quote or a piece of advice. Um, I would say my biggest thing is no, no bullshit, no slouching. It's no excuses why you can't go out here and get it. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, it's too many ways, too many avenues. So miss me with the excuses. Hard work, hard work and dedication. That's what pays off. You got to be a hard worker and be dedicated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, I appreciate you for being transparent on here talking about what we talked about and um you actually helping my platform to reach out to more people because i want them to know too you know me and uh, me and preen was just talking and it's just like i when when we develop who we are into this state like this professionalism it's easy for us to be able to connect no matter what field we do, because I I do music videos, photography. Right. You do this, but we're able to right. still connect. Still connect. We, you go through the same shit same no matter process. what. Yeah, yeah. So I just want people to know that, and you know, just to show the diversity. Like shit, everybody got a dream, but it's shit you gotta go through. Yep. To obtain it and work for and it. And can't nobody go through it but you. Exactly. You gotta work it. And, you no gotta work it. No, no shortcuts. shortcuts. So yep. I, I appreciate you. Make sure y'all tap in. The logo is there. The yep. name is there. Dreamless Welcome Podcast. Keep dreaming. We out. Yeah. And check us out on our website, www.shellysagency.com. Shellysagency.com. Yes. I'm tagging all that shit in on the video. <laughs> thank you. But yeah, thank, thank you. you. Dreamless Welcome Podcast.